Welcome to the Main Attraction Sideshow Podcast, our Patreon-exclusive podcast, even though this one is eventually going to be released to the masses as well, but we are starting it off as a Patreon-exclusive podcast. Uh, but as always, I am Justin, and joining me is our other host, Ryan. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing extremely well. We get to discuss something extremely fun. Yes, we are going to be discussing our... We our- have a mission... We have a mission. It might be an impossible mission, you might could say. Someone would call it that. But uh, um, it was impossible coming up with you. <laughs> uh, but we are discussing since next week. We are going to be discussing the new Mission Impossible film, uh, Dead yeah. Reckoning Part One, and that is in the title. So expect it to be in on yes. a cliffhanger. Um, but Dead Reckoning Part One, we will be discuss- we're discussing our top ten Tom Cruise films. Uh, so we're going to dive into that today. Uh, just real quick, we've talked about Tom Cruise before, obviously, because we talked about Tom yeah. Maverick last week. But just to remind the listeners, or if they didn't hear that podcast, just to remind our listeners uh, your overall thoughts on on good old Tom. Oh man, love Tom. Tom has, uh, I mean, really been in my life since I was a little kid. Oh, yeah. You know, starting with The Outsiders, yeah. and then you know, and then just. I mean, I watched all his, a lot of his movies in the 80s, 90s, and then, like, the last 20 years, the action movies. Right. Like, he's been, like, you got to go to the theater and, and oh, check yeah. him out. And I, I I normally do. You know, I was looking at it. He's done 47 movies. Yes, yes. I think, I, I, you know, he delivers. Yeah, you got to give him that. Yeah, he definitely does. Because uh, there, there's a number of films that I could have subbed in here, and it would have mm-hmm. been that they would have made the list. Uh, obviously, you know, you, when you talk about Tom Cruise, you got to kind of talk about some of the controversy because he does have the Scientology stuff that comes along with him. Uh, yeah. And honestly, th- that and just kind of his 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 relationship with Katie Holmes there for a little bit, it really put him on a bit of a back burner for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. I mean, and a lot of his movies weren't doing it well because there was kind of this, this backlash. Right. But it's, it seemed, that seems to have died away a little bit. It seems like people... The, the, when he revamped the Mission Impossible movies, that changed yeah. things. That's when you started to see the, the, the kind of the change. People were like, okay, yeah. well, well, we're going to be okay with doing Tom Cruise stuff again. So Yeah. Um, Anyway, so that's kind of, you know, just a little bit about our history with him. So, but we do want to go ahead and get into our top 10, top, not top, uh, Tom Cruise films. So we'll be jumping into those real quick. And just as always, just as a reminder, we will start at number 10. And whoever, if we have, if we both have a film on our list, we will, and one of us has it higher, we'll discuss it with the person who has it higher. So, so let's go ahead and get into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go first. What's your number 10? Collateral. Collateral. I do have it on my list. It's a little bit higher, so uh, we will discuss Collateral in All just right. a little bit. But, yeah, I do have it on my list as well, so it's your number 10. My number 10 is probably not on a whole lot of people's list, but I'll, I'm going to assume you don't have it, but I'll ask anyway. That is The War of the Worlds. 
No, it was on my next ones out. I, okay. I love that movie. Freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah, I was surprised at how much I liked it because when I first saw it, I was like, well, it's another alien film. That's another alien invasion of Earth. And, honest, and the story has been told a number of times. Right. Uh, but it takes a... And it's a really good film, and it's but it takes an incredibly interesting turn when it gets to, I guess, the Tim Robbins character. When, yeah, yeah. When he shows up and they're, and they're all like running from the alien ships and getting vaporized as, as they go. And it basically kind of becomes a horror story at that point. Right. Which yeah. I was not expecting. And it was very tense. And I was like, okay, I was not expecting this going into yeah. it. But it's one of the most interesting parts of the entire film. Yeah, that really is. And, and Cruz and Spielberg... You know, mm-hmm. that was their second uh, team up after uh, uh, Minority Report. Minority. And I hate that Cruz has quit working with big directors. Yeah, well, yes. Michael Mann is the last one. I think he worked with Collateral. But, like, uh, I hate that because, man, he when he works with the big-time people, like the the, the director, like, uh, avateurs, like, mm. it's magic happens. Yeah. But uh, in that movie, too. And then also that movie had Elle Fanning just yeah. at her peak powers of a kid. Now, she's a very good adult actress, but as yes. a kid, she was so good in that. Yeah, she really was. She was fantastic. And just the way that he and his daughter were interacting throughout the court, entire course of that movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was always that. And, you know, you're kind of always wondering, you know, did, did the son make it? Did he actually make it? And right. you finally find out the end if he did or not. Um, so I'm not going to spoil it. Well, if, whether, uh, so I don't well there was that great films. scene with him and Dakota Fanning where he's like, and it was in the trailer, and it's in the movie, and it's still very, where he's like, just look at me. Do not look up. Do yes. not look up. Mm. And then you see him start running, and you see aliens. You see the aliens. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's yeah, insane. It is truly, especially that when the aliens first arrive and you first see them, it's because there's always there's just wonder about you know. Obviously, we know what happens. Just I mean, if you know the story yeah. of the world, the world, you know it's it's obviously not going to be a good thing for humanity. But you know, everybody when they first show up, is like, is this going to be a good thing? Is it going to be a bad thing? And obviously, it was very much a bad thing. So, but yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed World of the Worlds. And I'll be honest with you, I, I came real close to putting like four Mission Impossible films on this list. I know, man. Uh, but yeah. I decided to break it up and like throw a few of them. like Because they, a lot of them would have been towards the bottom of this bottom ten, but right. I was like, I'll put some other stuff in here instead. So uh, so anyway, that's my number ten, War of the Worlds. Uh, what's your number nine? Speaking of Mission Impossible, I got Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. Uh, I have it higher, so I, I do have it a little bit okay. higher. Uh, so we will discuss Mission Impossible Fallout in just a little bit. Number nine is one of the first Tom Cruise films I ever saw. Not not the first, but it is one of the first. And that is Days of Thunder. Do you have Days of Thunder on your list? I don't, man. This was one of the ones I kept going. It was like uh, back and forth of being in and out. I don't, but I love this movie. Cole Trickle. Yeah, uh, Cole Trickle is the character that he plays. This is where he and Nicole Kidman meet, and they end up getting married. Yeah. And they had a pretty long-lasting marriage for the most yeah. part, uh, yeah. probably like yeah. 15, 20 years, if I if I do. I, I'm sure Nicole would describe it as very long. Well, yes, I'm sure she probably <laughs> would. I'm, I would guess that as well. But, uh, Sorry, Tom. But Days of Thunder is it's a film that came out in 1990. Uh, my dad has only taken my dad only took me and my brother to like three different films, and this was one of them. Uh, but it's just a fun film. You know, I'm not a NASCAR oh, yeah. fan at all. I mean, not at all. But I enjoyed yeah. this film. Uh, it, that's you know, it really makes car racing look a lot like a lot of fun. It makes it look exciting, and uh, yeah. which I don't think it does in like an actual car race. So uh, yeah, it, it it had the unfortunate NASCAR blew up just a couple of years later. Right, it did. Mm-hmm. 
and like I mean, like if that movie come out like four years later, it would have been a it was a it was a hit, but it wasn't right. a big hit. Directed by the great Tony Scott, who mm-hmm. also directed Top Gun. Yes, but uh, yeah, it was just a little bit before its time. Yeah, it, it was. It was just a little bit before its time, and NASCAR had this run from about '94 to about like 2008 or so, where it was pretty popular and you got it would get covered by like ESPN yeah. and stuff like that, and then just kind of. It just kind of fell by the wayside, and it's look. It's still going. The people who are who are NASCAR fans still love it. I mean, they are diehard fans of it, but uh, it's not right. quite in the mainstream as it as it was really kind of getting close to uh, about 10, yeah. 15 years ago. So, well, uh, great, great co-stars with uh, his his pit crew of uh, Robert Duvall, yes. Randy Quaid, John, a young John C. Riley. Yes. Uh, and yeah. one of the I mentioned this when because when we discussed our like top action films of the 80s I thought this was an 80 film and I put it on there uh, there's a guy who was a really good friend of my of my parents his name is Chris Ellis who was in this film but he got cut out and he's played he's he's made a career of just playing like that guy people uh, like the most recently I mean, he just pops up every so often like when I started watching Justified I think he's in like the second episode of Justified but he's the guy of course he's a Justified <laughs> he's a son- Southern guy, a southern actor. Of course, he's going to make his way to justice. Yeah, yeah, it's the episode where it's the prison banjo band, uh, oh, yeah. and yeah. he's he's the guy who is he's the older guy who like uh, basically betrays the, the the younger guy. So, and we talked about this before. I had to look him up again. You nailed this when you talk about that guy. Chris Ellis is yeah. when you pull up his IMDb, you're like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he, like I said, you wouldn't know his name, but if you saw him, you'd like, oh yeah, I seen him in like a, uh, You wouldn't even You've know seen where, him a lot. Yeah, you wouldn't know where you saw him from, but you're like, I've seen him play something, and if you go to his IMDb page, yeah. he's got like 150 things because he's always playing a, a, an episode here, a movie there. So anyway, like I said, so there's a there's a personal connection to Days of Thunder for me for that very reason. That's very cool. Uh, all right, number eight. What's your number eight? So I was looking up Chris Ellis and I lost my spot. <laughs> uh, a few good men. Okay, I have it higher. So I, so it, we're on. The, we, we have a lot of the same ones so far. Yeah, we do. Mine are yeah. higher. Uh, this is where I have collateral. So go ahead and talk about collateral. Collateral. Michael Mann, just the most intense director. Tom Cruise really playing his one bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he is fantastic as a villain. Just an incredible, very intense movie with him and Jamie Foxx, where Jamie Foxx accidentally picks him up in his cab, and and then he sends him on a where where he's a contract killer, and he sends him on a mission, and like a, just extremely intense. And you know, the first time we're really rooting against Cruz, so right. that's kind of uh, kind of interesting. But like when this movie came out, I think I saw it in the theater, and then I immediately bought it on DVD and watched it a couple of times because man, it's it's really good. Yeah, I did not see it in theater. I saw it on DVD when it came out on DVD. When I was in college, when I actually saw it, I don't remember what year it came out, but uh, it was it's like mid two thousands, wasn't it? I thought it was. I'm pretty sure I saw it in college. I could be wrong about that, but uh, uh, like two thousand four. Okay, well, I guess I was. I guess it was later than that. I thought I could have sworn I saw this in college. I guess I saw it when I was. I guess oh, I remember when I saw. It. I saw it when I was uh, working uh, Lifeway. Some friends of mine ended up renting it, and I ended up buying it shortly thereafter. That is the story. I get those years confused, but um, anyway, 
you know, I didn't see it in theaters, but when I saw it on DVD, I was like, oh, wow, this is really good. Like, to see Tom Cruise with the gray hair, to see him yeah. as the villain, like I said, it's just things that we're not used to seeing from him, and it's it was just a really interesting portrayal by him. Uh, it probably makes the film better than it actually is, because I don't remember the, the whole lot of the details of the film, but I just remember his performance yeah. very, very vividly because of just how different it was and just because of who he is and what he's done so like i said like the movie yeah. itself obviously uh it, it was fine but like i said it's just that performance i thought that made it go a little bit higher for me okay you gotta say it's more than fine it's freaking michael man jamie well, fox yes. and tom cruise <laughs> like i said like i said I, I don't remember it all that well but i do just yeah. remember his performance so yeah. all right uh going on number seven what's your number seven Jerry Maguire. Okay, I've got it higher as well. Uh, but this is where I come in for number seven with A Few Good Men. So let's go ahead and discuss A Few Good Men. Go ahead. Oh, man. Just an, an incredible role. Him going toe-to-toe with Jack, man. Mm-hmm. The great Jack, Jack Nicholson. And just, man, just an awesome movie. Uh, you know, this is where I think Cruz was already old, like, yeah, huge mm-hmm. star, but this this took him next level. I feel like when he's going toe to toe with Jack. Yeah, you know, and 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 just man, the, it's hard not to love a courtroom drama, right? It's and court- especially the the story is awesome. You got uh, what's his name? Aaron Sorkin has written Sorkin. it because mm-hmm. it's based on a play. Just incredible. Rob Reiner, great directing. And Demi Moore's in it too. Let's not let's not oh, forget man, she's that. She's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's awesome. Yeah, she's she's in it. She's great. And just the story of it because you don't. Uh, it's about the military and just throwing that element into it. And you know you have the courtroom drama that goes along with it as well. So there's a lot of different elements into it that yeah. just make it incredibly interesting. And you have one of the greatest lines of ever. You know, I want the truth, and you can't handle the truth by Jack. I mean, yeah. just a yeah. fan, fantastic line yeah. that you can get use over and over again. Oh, yeah. uh, so like I said, it's and it's just a really compelling film. I mean, when you sit there and watch Absolutely. it, you're, you're really drawn in by it. And I really enjoyed uh, A Few Good Men. So. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, number six. What you got? Uh, the first Mission Impossible. Okay, I don't have it on my list, so go ahead and talk about the first Mission Impossible. Man, this is where like Tom had done some action movies like Top Gun, and I would say Days of Thunder is an right. action movie. Yeah, but like this is where he really jumps in the the, the field and takes it over. Cause yeah, this movie was awesome. Uh, like it was the. So many of those 90s action movies do not hold up. I watched oh, yeah. Blown Away that came out the same year with Jeff it. Bridges and yeah, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. It's freaking horrible. Is it? Yeah. Absolutely horrible. I watched Mission Impossible. It still rocks. Right. Like the way it's directed, the way it looks, it just looks cool. And Tom Cruise is the perfect person to play this role. And then it just took off. And then right. he re it again. And we're still... Uh, getting to enjoy it, and now he talks about like he doesn't want to quit playing this role. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
the mission, the first Mission Impossible was on my list, and I was like, you know what? I got two Mission Impossible films. That's that's when I started uh, kicking them out and just went with my favorite Mission Impossible film. It's, but it's still a really good film. It's obviously the one that gets the entire franchise going, and yeah. it's still got that memorable scene of him with the, you know, being hung from the wires and having yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, not touch the floor. He's got the that's that's the word the beat is swept. He catches with his hand, if I remember correctly. Right. Okay. That's right. I couldn't remember. Yeah, Brian De Palma, great director. And then you had like, you know, you had the surprise of like, you know, Jean Reno is actually a bad guy. Right, exactly. Because uh, he was in the original, in the actual show, wasn't he? Am I no, right? no, no, no. Okay. No, I don't think so. Well, the character was, though, if I'm not mistaken. That, oh, the character could be. I'm not yeah, sure about the, that. Like, I think the character was like, kind of like the Ethan Hunt character in the, I don't know. It's been a long, I've read on this when I first, uh, okay. when I first, when when this first came out, I remember reading a lot about it because I loved the film. I was very very interested, and I wanted to just find out as much as I could. But I, I mean, it's been that came out in what ninety six. Yeah. So yep. we're looking at twenty six years. So I, I, I don't really remember all the details about it that well. But nevertheless, like I said, it is what launched one of the best franchises that we have going, and it is still going today. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, like I said, I absolutely love the, the first Mission Impossible. All right, number my number six, correct? That's where we are. Uh, yep. It is Rain Man. Do you have Rain Man? I have it higher. Okay, you have it higher. So we will discuss it a little bit later on. All right, what's your number five? Top Gun. Okay, I don't have the original Top Gun on mine, but go ahead and talk about that. I mean, this is where, <coughs> excuse me, this is where Cruz really becomes yeah. a star. Uh, just a like the the charisma, right. like just coming off the screen. The 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 uh, fighting with Val Kilmer, the uh, I'm right. trying to think how to describe it without being like uh, right. being weird or or. Uh, well, here's let me go ahead and talk about it real quick because I remember yeah. loving the film and I remember thinking it was great and I remember you know really all the way up until the Top Gun Maverick came out and then I went back and watched it. And everything about it really is, except the problem I have with it now is the the actual like gun, the like dogfight scenes and stuff. Man, those are not great anymore. Yeah, they don't they don't hold up well. At all. <laughs> they really but, don't. Like, the stuff that holds up really well is like the Tony Scott again. He knew what he was doing on directing like action right. movies because like you could see the smoke and the steam oh, yeah. coming off the the hangar, just the way that takes off. You know the danger zone, right? Uh, just you know, it's just an iconic movie, man. Yeah, like uh, the volleyball scene, all the stuff. Yeah, and like I said, the Wrights brothers. And it, honestly, had Top Gun Maverick not come out, I probably would this probably would still be on my top ten. Oh just because, yeah. yeah, just because it just it pales in comparison to its Absolutely. to its sequels. But uh, but yeah, but it is honestly the one that you know elevates him to. A superstar. Look, Risky Business is the one that ends yeah. up making him like kind of his, kind of his breakthrough. There's yeah. no question about that. Yeah. But this is the film that was like he is, you know, it's him, Harrison Ford, and Tom Hanks. They're kind of like the kings of of Hollywood at yeah. that point. And they all kind of right. take turns being at the top of the at the top of the list for about ten to fifteen years. And absolutely, so. homoerotic was the word I was trying yes, to that's look the, for. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that, so I was like, "Let me, let me, let him figure it out." I gotta take it over for a second. So, uh, but yeah, it's 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 a good movie. Like I said, I didn't put it on mine. It would, like I said, it would have been on my list had it not been for Top Gun Maverick coming out. So, yeah. uh, all right. So that was your number five, correct? 
Yep. All right, so my number five, this is Mission Impossible Fallout. This is my favorite of the Mission Impossible films. I'll let you talk about it first. I watched it two hours ago. Oh, did you really? <laughs> yes. I wanted to catch up before the next one because I right. remember just loving it. And uh, What streaming services is on? I haven't even looked. It's on Paramount Plus. Okay. If you want to That makes it. sense, yeah. Okay. This movie is freaking insane. I had forgotten about where they jump out. Him and Henry Cavill, who's so awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad they brought him in. I hate that they killed him off because right. he would have been a great foe. But uh, where they get struck by lightning, where they're yeah. parachuting through, like that scene is insane. It really is. The scene at the end, the fight scene in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Oh, the, oh, the my bathroom God. fight scene is just absolutely phenomenal. It is yeah. one of the best action fight scenes you will see in a movie. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. And just like him and Cavill just beating the hell out of each other <laughs> yes. for two and a half hours. Yeah, pretty much. That's basically what the movie is. Them just like just kicking each other's butts all over the place yeah. for about two and a half hours. Uh, like, just this, the final scene of them, like, just all, all the chaos and the helicopter crashes, and right. it's just like, how are they doing this? And I don't remember who directed uh, Fallout, but... Well, it's the, uh, it's the same guy who's been directing uh, Christopher McQuarrie. He's been directing all... Yeah. But he was yeah. awesome. As I mean, he's done... Look... Ever since he's taken over the Mission Impossible franchise, it's been it's been great. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. Fallout to me is just on a completely other level. I mean, right? It's it's one of the most memorable ones. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, the, the only the only the really remember they're all great, but you don't really remember a lot of the like details. A lot of, a lot of the other ones just because yeah. of the because of the spectacle of it all. This one, I actually kind of remember some of the plot details on. So that's yeah. that's one of the things I like about it so much. So uh, I love, uh, you know, they've brought Rebecca Ferguson in. She's yes. awesome. When did like, they bring her in? Was that Ghost Protocol that she brought her in? I think, I think that's right. And then, like, you know, Simon Pegg has been has been with the crew since the third movie. Right. And Ving Rhames since the first movie. The first I movie. love that crew, the three of them together, right. is just awesome. Yeah, they're they're fantastic together. So, uh, but yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout is just an absolutely amazing film. So, all right, uh, number four. What's your number four? Rain Man. Okay, Rain Man. Let's go ahead and talk about it real quick. Man, this was a movie that uh, when it came out, because it's I'm pretty sure it's rated R. Yeah, yeah, I know it's rated R. So this was one. This was an early rated R movie for me. Right. This is one. So I, I watched this. I watched this movie probably 130 times. <laughs> <laughs> like, you would go over to someone's house. And like, for some reason, parents let their kids watch Rain Man for yeah. some reason that were around my age. And, like, I, I love this movie. It's been a while since I've seen it. So Yeah, I, it's been a while since I've seen it, too. I, don't I still think remember it, though. I don't think there's any, like, nudity. And I think that's probably the reason. I think it's mostly uh, the language, if I remember. There's the language. The girlfriend may get nude. His, she may. I, I, it's, uh, been, I, it's been so long, I can't remember. Because there is a sex scene that I think didn't Dustin Hoffman walk in on them. Uh, I think you may be right. Yeah, like it's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. But like, not. there's stuff in there like Wapner at 4:30. Wap, you know, yeah, there's stuff like yeah. that. Like you'll never, you'll never forget that. Oh uh, no, you won't. You're, you're right. But yeah, I, I'm with you on it. It's, a, it's an absolutely wonderful film. Uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman, he has this run where he just plays all these characters, oh, man, man. and he won a, he won an Oscar for this, didn't he? Yeah, he did. That's Dustin what I Hoffman did, yeah. And he's just he where he just plays all these weird characters that were so very different than right. uh, what you would think and uh it's the, the way that he and Cruz played off of each other was 
spectacular to watch. It was they right. had they Cruz doesn't get enough credit for this movie. No, he really doesn't. I mean, look, Dustin Hoffman deserved the Oscar for it. And look, it may be a little bit of a problematic role nowadays, just the way that it portrays. Yeah. I like I said, I've had to go back and watch it just to to, yeah, to verify sure that. Is. But at the time, it was a really great performance. And um, like I said, maybe it is problematic nowadays, but it was great back then. So, uh, and and Cruz's young, brash cockiness is so perfect for, right. for the role. He was the perfect person to be yeah. in this movie with Dustin Hoffman. And dude, you're going toe to toe with Dustin Hoffman. Yes, you are. That's mm-hmm. impressive. This yeah. is Dustin Hoffman in all his powers. <laughs> yeah, it is. He, he they're they're both fantastic in the film. So. All right, uh, let's see. That takes us to my number four. Is that correct? Yeah. That's correct. All right, so my number four, I'm pretty sure you uh, you said it a second ago. That's Jerry Maguire? Yes. All right, go ahead and talk about Jerry Maguire real quick. What an incredible movie. I watched this a couple of months ago. Uh, it's it's so good. It really is. It is so good. I watched this and Almost Famous on the same night because I was curious if those movies are still good, both of them. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> just the best. Cameron Crowe, what happened to you, man? Because you were killing it at one right. point. But, like, this movie, it's a perfect sports movie. He is so good. And then you add him with Cuba Gooden Jr. Oh, right. just one. Rod Tidwell may be the best sports character of all time. <laughs> yeah, he really is. And, look, one of the things that has been often said about this film is it's a chick flick that is disguised as a guy movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's basically what it is. Because it really is. It's a, Renee Zellweger is really good, too. Let me just throw her Yeah, right Renee there. Zellweger, this is kind of where she gets her, her star rise. Which doesn't last too terribly long for her, but she, you know, she had for a couple of years there, you know, she was kind of the it girl because of oh, this, yeah. because Bridget of this Jones film. And this, yeah. Uh, but this is like it's basically a romantic comedy, just because yeah. it focuses so much on the love story between uh, Renee Zellweger's character and, and Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise, and her son Justin Lipnicki, which he didn't do much. Jonathan Lipnicki. Jonathan Lipnicki. Lipnicki I will tell you, it has been a long time since I've seen the movie. I laughed at his stuff for the first time in a long time. I really. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, this is funny. This kid is good. <laughs> and it, unfortunately, the thing it just didn't work out for him. He, he didn't yeah. really have much of a career after this, but. Uh, yeah, it is a great film. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. is just phenomenal. Uh, he ends up winning the... the- Cuba Gooding Jr. is in the funniest scene where he's talking to Tom on the phone. I think it's the give me, the show me the money. Show me the money. Mm-hmm. And you realize he's in the bathtub with a bunch of bubbles with his son. Right. And they've both got bubbles <laughs> all over bubble him. All over him. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. It's an absolutely wonderful film. Uh, like I said, it ends up... Cuba Gooding Jr. ends up winning... Best Supporting Actor. It was, so. it was nominated for Best Picture. It didn't win Best Picture. Yeah. But it's just an absolutely fantastic film. It's fun. It's funny. Uh, yeah. It has a lot of heartwarming moments. Uh, it's just, and you know, you, you feel for him the entire time because he's basically getting kind of short in the stick by, uh, who is it, Matthew? Or no, uh, who was the guy who basically shut him out of his agency? Jay Moore. Jay Moore. Jay thank Moore. you, Jay Moore. I can't yeah. remember the, the actor's name. So, uh, and he look, he just kind of makes this just you know slimy, greasy antagonist mm-hmm. of a sports agent. He yeah. just plays that part perfectly. So, uh, great stuff all around from all, from everybody there. So, all right, you're number three. What's your number three? Tropic Thunder. Okay, I don't have Tropic Thunder on my list, but go ahead and talk about it. This was where, man, like, I was so happy with Cruz because he decided to... He, him and Ben Stiller are very good friends. Right. Like, Ben Stiller used to do these skits where he was Tom Cruise's uh, stunt double. Right. If you have never seen them, look them up. They are hilarious because it's them together and 
and Stiller can do a perfect Tom Cruise impression. Right. So Stiller convinces him to take this role where he's wearing a fat suit and he's yes. playing this crazy agent, mm-hmm. uh, Les Grossman. And I'm telling you, this movie is an all-timer. Cruise steals it. Yeah, he does. He is batting a thousand <laughs> on this movie. And he's not in it that much. I mean, uh... He's probably in it like... 30 minutes yeah maybe he has he he has about four or five scenes and they are just unbelievably funny yeah that's, that's the reason i didn't put it in here because i thought about traffic thunder's like well he's not in it for all together that much of it so i i, I ended up not putting it putting it in here but and if you're just talking about in terms of quality of films it, it definitely would be a top 10 yeah. film like i said so i just didn't really consider it that much of a tom cruise movie yeah. but you are and correct. i hate that they talked about making a like a movie from les grossman with just him right and it never happened at one point him and ben stiller were working on a hardy boys movie oh, really? where they were the hardy boys grown up and like and they had, had a fallen out like it was gonna be a action comedy i was like oh that's perfect but well, that never happened so right. hopefully he works with ben stiller again because i would love to see les grossman again bring him back somewhere yeah one of the things that frustrates me about this film it has nothing to do with the film itself it has to do with the what people remember it as because this is it famously has robert downey jr doing blackface yeah. the point of this and people say oh well, he, we can't it's it's uh, it's it's a bad movie because he's doing blackface that's the point of it. He, they're trying to point he's, out how it's so ridiculous that you would put somebody in blackface which he's making fun of method actors right and like i said yeah, that's, yeah. i hate the fact that some people like don't understand yeah. the context behind right. why they're doing that yes 99.99% of the time right. doing blackface is bad and you shouldn't do it. Yeah. But the point of this was they were trying to like make fun of that whole thing. Right. So right. Like they, said, it, they did a good job of it. It, it just drives me crazy. So, Alright, uh, my number three is Minority Report. It's not on mine. Is that on yours? I love Minority Report. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a great movie. It is one of the my favorite films of all time. I, like I said, Steven Spielberg, Tom Cruise together, in this film are just absolutely fantastic uh this was one of the last there was i don't really if i go see a movie in theaters nowadays i typically don't go see it again until it comes out on streaming but this was the period this was one of the last films that i remember going and seeing multiple times in theaters i loved the concept of it where he plays this futuristic cop where they have these little three people who can see the future and they get they basically are designed to prevent crimes from ever happening uh because they're precogs and like i said the whole thing is just absolutely incredible to watch and when the moment he sees his own name on one of those balls and it just kind of devolves from there i i I love minority report it looks fantastic the it is compelling the entire time and like i said when you get kind of to like the big reveal towards the end uh it it just has me i was just gripped the entire time yeah i need to watch it again i'm actually seeing if it's streaming somewhere it's streaming on paramount yeah most of his paramount is killing stuff yeah most of his movies are with paramount so that's that's the reason uh i need to watch it i remember colin farrell a a young Mm -hmm. colin farrell's in this like this is a big movie for him right like he was like you thought he was gonna be the bad guy and he ends up not being Right, he's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I remember it was really, really good. Spielberg again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spielberg's fantastic. So, like I said, I love Steve, Tom, get back <laughs> together, man. Do something. Come on. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. I mean, Spielberg himself just doesn't do a whole lot nowadays. So, uh, because he's yeah. what 75, 80, something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's at least 75. So, all right, uh, what's your number two? 
Risky business. Okay, I don't have it on here, but go ahead and talk about it. Because while I have not man. seen it, I, it was in the it was in the 80s. I never got around going back yeah. to it. So this movie, man, this was an early movie. On Saturday afternoon, I've talked about this before. In the South, they would sell uh, vinyl siding, and they would always have a movie of the week on Saturday afternoons. Oh, yeah. and uh, risky business. And well. risky business was it was risky business and Smokey and the Bandit. Right, it was yeah. one or the other, and the Jerk. Oh yeah, I remember, jerk, yeah. I watched those three movies every Saturday. I saw Risky Business probably a hundred times before I watched the the real version. Right. When I watched the real version, it was my mind was blown. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, just can, a hilarious movie. You like Tom Cruise? The minute he hits the screen, you're like, that guy has it. Yeah, he has it. He has incredible chemistry with Rebecca De Mornay, which is crazy because so many people complain about how bad his chemistry is with female leads. Yes. But like they're like just the steam coming off. It's like a Tony Scott movie, the chemistry right. they have. <laughs> Hilarious movie about a coming of age story about right. a kid who doesn't want to follow his parents' footsteps and is, has been doing everything they want. And he decides to say, what the F? That's right. the big tagline, what the F? So uh, it is hilarious. Of course, the dancing in his underwear scene is probably right. the most famous. But after this, Cruz is skyrocketing and you can see why. Yeah, like I, said, I never saw it. Uh, Holds with- up really well. Watched it a couple of years ago. If you're a young person, if you've never seen this movie, go watch it. You will love it. Yeah, I've eventually plan to get around to it. It's one of those I would love to get around to. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. So, all right, number two for me uh, is a film that I did not expect to like as much as I did, but I absolutely fan. I love this film, and it is Edge of Tomorrow. I'm assuming it's not on here. So. Uh- it is not on mine. It was the next one out. It's his most underrated movie. It is. If you have not seen Edge of Tomorrow, one of the things that hurts this film, because it didn't do great at the box office, yeah. I don't remember why or how they did it, but it was marketed very, very, very poorly. Uh, yeah, very and, bad. And they even thought about like going with the the title was originally kind of like the tagline for it, which was Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And that's what they originally... I think that would have been better. It may have been. It might have been a better title, but that's kind of the way the, that was kind of the tagline for it but when i saw the the previews and the trailers for i was like i guess it looks okay i'm not like just like dying to go see it and this was also it also came out of time when it was difficult for me to get to the theaters because my kids were both young uh so yeah. like i said going to theaters which just was not a priority so like i will just catch it on video on demand whenever it comes out and when i finally did it's like oh my goodness i wish i'd seen this in theaters i said the same <laughs> thing i did when i rented it i was like damn that was a mistake it is absolutely incredible i love yeah. this film emily blunt uh, if you don't awesome. know the, if you don't know the story it's basically uh aliens smashed with groundhog day basically yeah, yeah i was gonna say <laughs> that. groundhog day action movie uh but her, he and Emily Blunt together because this was one of the Emily Blunt. She had been in some things, but I think this oh, is, she was in. Uh, th- this was uh, really took off for her because something she did like Sicario. But this is like after. Uh, oh man, what's the movie with uh, Devil Wears Prada? Yeah, Devil Wears Prada. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, because that because that's kind of what gets people to notice Emily Blunt was yeah, Devil Wears yeah. Prada, and like for her to go from that to an action film where she's like yeah. this, this yeah. kick-ass lady. I mean, it's and like then you realize oh she's awesome in action because like Sicario and like uh, the Quiet 
plays films. She she's she's an action star. Yeah, she's she, legit, and she's absolutely phenomenal. And the two of them together, like I said, there's it's never romantic, uh, but yeah, you, the 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 way that they play off of each other and the way that they just work mm-hmm. together is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he is great in this film as this guy who is a complete bumbling idiot who's just kind of thrust into this uh, into this soldier role and just having to learn from her and having to what's great about it is because every single day that he does this he has to convince emily blunt's character every single time i know you we know each other we've done this before a thousand times that's what and she has to kind of be convinced of that every single time but it is just an absolutely phenomenal film i I, like just talking about it makes you want to go back and watch it i I watched i watched it a couple of months ago because uh it was on hbo max i think and uh, heck, it was probably on Paramount. Probably. And then, uh, <laughs> so I watched it, and I was like, I was like, God, it's so good. Also, the late great Bill Paxton yeah, as the mm-hmm. sergeant who hates Tom Cruise right. is is really good as well. Yeah, he is. He's he's, he's good in it as well. So uh, that is my number two. All right, I'm guessing we're going to have the same number one. I think we are. <laughs> What's your number one? Da, 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 da. <laughs> yes, it is. Top Gun Top Maverick. Gun Maverick. Yeah, go ahead and talk about it real quick. I mean, he saved cinemas. Yeah, he did. He did. Like it, it blew us away. Like we weren't expect. We kept hearing how good it was, right? And then you go and watch it, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I've said this on the podcast. I'll say it again. No one left to go use the bathroom in a two-hour was a thirty-minute movie. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. No one left. People were clapping. People were high-fiving. Right. It was. It was such an experience. I told everyone. I told. I was like. You will regret not going to the theater and seeing this movie. Right. And people I know that didn't have said that. They yeah. were like, should have gone. You should have. You were <laughs> one of the few because this movie made like a couple of billion. Yeah, it did. It, 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 made, it, it was, I think it made a little over $2 billion. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you look, we do have a podcast episode on it. So we, we've reviewed it when it came out uh, Memorial Day weekend. So if, if you want to go back and listen to us in our original awe of the film, you can go back and do so. Uh, but it is just an absolute amazing film. I was, yeah. I was surprised. One of the things that, the one of the reasons why I'm just surprised at how much I enjoyed and how good it was. It's basically just a big nostalgia trip. I mean, and it is. and there's but done rightly. Yeah, and that's so what, many times they fail doing it. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing they do it so incredibly Dumb and well. Too, I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, there's a number of films you could throw in there, but uh, yeah, yeah. but this they they get the nostalgia part of it correct. They, yeah. I mean, we are you're just blown away just by how much you know you remember from the original film and how much how many right. callbacks they're making to it and just the you know the warm feelings inside you got from the first time you watched it and what they take it up a notch and this was what i was talking about when we were talking about uh top gun the original top gun when you had it on your list a little bit lower they get the flight scenes right i mean because these are real yeah, flight yeah. scenes this is what right this is what you have to do and if you're going and top gun maverick has has raised the stakes if you're going to have a film that includes dog fight scenes in with with fighter pilots you're going to have to actually go get real pilots to fly these planes and film right. it because that's that's yeah. the standard now at this point yeah and it looked incredible on screen yeah i feel bad for action movies moving forward especially if they're in a plane because you've got a lot to live up to yeah you really and do. And, and Cruz delivers with a with a really great young cast and he has great chemistry with them yes he does you know he meshes in and out man it's just 
John Hamm is just the the the, the person who wants him to fail until right. the end. It's, <laughs> it's so awesome. It it is. Is. I, I want to watch it again. I, I saw it at the theater, and I watched it. I we when I got a new TV. And I had surround sound. I was like, there's only one movie I want to watch. So I rented it. The day it hit Paramount Plus, I watched it again. So yeah. I've seen it three times. And it's it's so awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's absolutely fantastic. So uh, I loved it. Uh, I, I, me and my wife watched it again because um, we actually went and saw it together in when it was in theaters. And that's that's a big deal for my wife. Uh, yeah. But uh, we watched it again. We Actually, when we were wrapping presents and stuff on uh, Christmas Eve night. So. What a great what a great movie to watch presents with. <laughs> While you watch Top Gun Maverick. You are present, yeah. So. Uh, anyway, so before we sign off on this one, what were some other ones you were considering? Yeah, uh, uh Edge of Tomorrow. I thought about The Outsiders, yeah, I didn't you know, know, the Francis Ford Club, right. You know, he doesn't have a big part in no, that, so I did, I didn't. The War of the Worlds, The Firm, I will okay, say, I did not, li- I didn't like The Firm because I like his. It's so different than the book, and it pissed me off. Okay, that is that is my other deal with it as well because. I, when I was sitting there listening to, I guess, uh, uh, 1993, or was that 93 when it came out? I think it was 93. That sounds right, yeah. Uh, when I, they were doing the movie draft on that on the big pick, and it, there was, because they actually had like five people in for that one, and they were talking about how great the firm is. I, I was like wanting to like throw my phone because I was like, yeah. that movie sucks. And I read, yeah. I read the book like you, and it is so different from the book. It's so different, the book. And like I said, sometimes that's okay, but for that, I. I don't know. I just didn't. Well, I, I, I went I with somebody it. who, and this is in 1993, that hadn't read the book. They thought it was like an awesome movie. So that was the difference. I it's guess one it of those is. ones where you have to be careful. Sometimes it's so different than the, the book. And well, and look, like I said, some, because we're about to talk about a film that is very, uh, about a TV show that's very different from the book. And I liked, and I liked it. And like I said, there's. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, and part of it is also this is like the first adult book I ever read, <laughs> and so maybe yeah, that's, that's part yeah, of it. That I can was, see that. Also, like he he pisses off the mob and yeah. rips him off, and then he doesn't die. He would have died immediately. Yeah, he would have died immediately. So I don't know. Like I said, and also he was much as cocky as Cruz was in this movie. Mm-hmm. The character in the book is even cocky. Yes, he is. He's 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 completely full of himself in in, yeah, in yeah. the book. So yeah, yeah. Like I said. Uh, I, I know a lot of people love the firm, but I, I, I struggle yeah. with it. So, anyway, so why don't we do our? Uh, why don't we? Re- oh yeah, a couple more. Born on the Fourth of July. I never saw Born uh, on the Fourth of July. Yeah, really good Oliver Stone movie. And then the other one that I've only seen half of, and I'm embarrassed to say I've never seen The Color of Money all the way through. I haven't seen it either. So, I, I'm, yeah. but like I said, it's all yeah. those '80s. The '80s, the ones he did in the '80s, are a little yeah. bit tough for me to get caught up on just because I was so young back then and a lot of yeah, them yeah. were R-rated and all that fun other stuff. So. Right. Uh, some other stuff. Uh, one of the first films, actually the first Tom Cruise movie I ever saw was Legend. Uh, I thought about it. And it's yeah. very different, trust me. And a lot of people don't like it because it is so weird yeah. and different. Uh, but yeah. just about every Mission Impossible film, Ghost Protocol, right. uh, What's uh, especially the, the more recent ones, What's what came after Ghost Protocol? It was the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman. I can't remember the name of it. but um, He's in three. Okay, he's, is he in three? I thought it was, he was in a different one. Yeah, he's one. the bad guy. Okay, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. But um, like I said, all the all the Mission Impossible films I thought about putting on here, and there's some other ones I just can't think of off the top of my head. But it's like I said, he's had a really good career, and yeah. it's been oh Magnolia, he's yeah Magnolia. Really good. It's he he, won, he actually got nominated for best supporting actor yeah. for it. It's he hasn't because yeah. he hasn't gotten nominated a lot. Did you ever see right. Magnolia? I did. It's it's it's, it's weird. weird. <laughs> 
He's really good, though. Yeah, he's he really, really good. Because he's like a televangelist or something like yes, that. Yes, he it? is. Yeah, and then you have the the plague like. He's things. a male uh, a male tele for for men only televangelist. That's right. Televangelist. Yeah. It, it's been a while since I've seen it. It's like men's a three, rights. Yeah, it's it, it's like a three hour movie, and it, it's, it's. I watched big. it for the first time a couple of months ago. I really earlier this year. I'd never seen it because I always heard how weird it was. And yeah, man, it, it held up the weird scale. Yeah, it is definitely weird because he got nominated the same year that Haley Joel Osment got nominated for Best Actor and that uh, Michael Michael uh, what's his name uh, Michael Clark Duncan no uh, British guy Michael Michael Caine Michael Caine he won it that year because of okay of the movie about abortion I can't remember what the name of the movie was but nevertheless uh, anyway so anything else you want to say before we sign off on yeah why don't, why don't we uh, do our top 10 again okay go ahead mine was my 10, Collateral, 9, Mission Impossible, Fallout, A Few Good Men, Jerry Maguire, Mission Impossible, Top Gun, Rain Man, Tropic Thunder, Risky Business, Top Gun, Maverick. All right, so my number 10 is War of the Worlds, number 9, Days of Thunder, number 8, Collateral, number 7, A Few Good Men, number 6, Rain Man, uh, number 5, Mission Impossible, Fallout, number 4, Jerry Maguire, number 3, Minority Report, number 2, Edge of Tomorrow, and number 1, Top Gun, Maverick. So... All right, anything else you want to add before we sign off and go talk about some yeah, other stuff? Pre- appreciate all our Patreon support, and we couldn't do it without you guys. I would echo those same sentiments, and we are now going to go talk about some other stuff. So, But we appreciate you guys, and we will catch you guys later.